Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a, another Gators Breakdown Twitter Spaces. Thanks for all the Listens the first few weeks for views if you watch on YouTube. Been a pretty good start to the season for Gators Breakdown, so everybody thank you so much. Some new Gators Breakdown Plus members as well. A lot going on there too. Hey look, it's only three bucks a month. Um, you know, drink one less beer a month, one less cup of coffee a month. <laughs> or just throw it in there anyway. Uh, but... Yeah, a lot going on there. The Discord's hopping. Really good conversation going on right now, kind of with the the status of the football team. Really good talk with the uh, – and we can get into it on this too, but, you know, just linebacker play, who you want to see in there more, who you don't want to see in there more. <laughs> um, of course, conversation with quarterback. Anthony Richardson, of course, too. Oh, cool. Cole Kubik was calling me right there. I'll have to try and call him back. Um, we'll see where that goes. It stinks if you want me on his radio show right now, though, and I'm doing this. See if I can message him back. If so, we'll see. Probably can't pass that opportunity up, but I'll see what he's doing. All right. Only bad thing about this Bluetooth thing, it won't uh, won't let me uh, stop the notifications when somebody calls me. So, you guys hear all that? Oh, there we go. Hop on his show in about thirty minutes. Can't pass that up. So yeah, might be a short Twitter spaces here then. <laughs> all right, so there we go. Looks like uh, who is it? Cole Cube looking Greg McElroy, uh, who have the morning show. There, so yeah, I can't pass that up. So <laughs> there we go. So, you hear some live behind the scenes producing going on. Uh, so all right, let's get this uh, going then. Uh, since this looks like it would be a short Twitter Spaces, but if you listen to their show, you can uh, catch me on there uh, during the transition. Uh, but yeah, uh, what do you guys want to hear? What do you want to see uh, Saturday? I know uh, if you listen to the preview episode, uh, I don't have Florida win in this game. Nah, I'm not can. You know, for the Gator side of it, I think we can point to plenty of times we have felt this way going into a Tennessee game uh, when it did not look good. Florida finds a way to win the game anyway. Uh, but right now, that's based on hope. And from what I've seen from this team the last couple of weeks, 
And I don't think Tennessee's any. I think Tennessee's a good team. I don't think they're any special team. I think this is the game Florida can win. But right now, it's just I. I just don't like. I don't I? Just don't like what I see. It's not trending the right way. The consistency is isn't there for me right now. Maybe going on the road helps this team a bit. Uh, I talked about this last night. There's a new. Uh, Q&A episode, a chat episode. I kind of combined them uh, with Gators Breakdown Plus members last night, and that's out there for, for those members. Uh, but I did bring this up last night, too, and you know, may, maybe going on the road can help this team a bit. You know, you've been in this same groove. You've been in this same routine for about three weeks now. Uh, you know, all these night games, and it's been 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 7.30, so nothing's really changed. And, you know, maybe it's good uh, to change it up a bit, get out of your comfort zone, Go on the road. Um, maybe <laughs> hearing a hundred thousand people and checkerboard overall screaming at you, uh, you know, maybe awake something uh, a little bit. So maybe getting out of the routine uh, can really help this team. You know, maybe maybe the focus is there. I don't think the focus was all that there last week. Um, I think you go and just on the defensive side, you look at Florida and they were flying around the ball, creating havoc, creating pressure versus Utah and Kentucky early on in those games. And we didn't see that from the defense last week versus USF. And you think about it. You get up for the Utah game, first game of the season, Billy Napier's first game. You want to go shock the world. You did so. Uh, Kentucky, you got to get up again. Uh, SEC team. They've played you really, really tough in recent years. You had to get up for that game. Granted, it wasn't the result, but you had to go get up for that game. I think Florida did. It's just, you know, they just didn't play very well. Uh, then USF comes into town, and, you know, as I said, you've had the same kind of routine. Everything's normal. Uh, and then you're playing USF off of two big games. And I'm not trying to make an excuse. I just don't think, uh, you know, we didn't see the same pressure. We didn't see the same flying around on defense. Um, you know, so were their heads in the game? I'm not trying to make an excuse. I don't know. That's hard to measure. It just didn't look like it. Uh, from what we saw versus tougher opponents versus Utah and Kentucky and the defensive line, you know, getting in the backfield, creating pressure a good bit. We didn't see that uh, versus USF. And, you know, credit USF a little bit. They did some things, as Billy Napier said, for sure. You know, you can go back and look at USF and, you know, they barely Rambo handed the quarterback and they were running him like crazy versus Florida. You know, they, they saw it. They were saw something they could take advantage of and they were able to do so. So I, I will give credit to USF there, too. I think they had this Florida defense thinking way too much uh, and out of position a whole lot. So I think that kind of goes into maybe why we didn't see Florida's defense up front play as good as we saw early on versus Utah and Kentucky. But I also think it was just one more game off of two high-profile games. Don't get me wrong, that's not an excuse. You want to go see your team play out there, play their best, play their hardest uh, each and every game. But human nature comes into play, too. You know, as a fan base, we weren't as excited for USF <laughs> as we were for Utah and Kentucky. So it may be some excuse making, but I do think, you know, excuses can be valid at the same time. So, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what it means. Maybe go on the road. Uh, I think, you know, maybe wake this team up a little bit. And uh, hopefully that, that does mean something. But, yeah, I don't, ha I don't have Florida winning this one. You can go listen to the uh, Florida-Tennessee preview uh, for plenty more reasons why uh, there's this pure football, looking at the field, um, what happens on the field uh, as reasons why. But I do think it's a winnable game for Florida. So I don't uh, want to put that, you know, make sure I put that out there. I don't, I don't think it's a for sure loss. I mean, I don't even have it really close. Um, 34-20 was my final score, I believe. But I do think it's a close game throughout. Tennessee just pulls away, um, you know, kind of in the second half there. So 
you got to, you know, Hendon Hooker, you, you look at him, quarterback for Tennessee, doesn't turn the ball over. Now, Florida is coming off of a game where they call some interceptions. Um, yeah, they weren't really worried about Bo Hannon's accuracy, uh, not at all. Uh, and I think that just played into it. You know, Florida just waited for him to make mistakes, and he did. And that really helped the defense. Not sure you get that benefit this week versus Tennessee. I think, you know, you're, you're going to man up on those receivers a bit. You know, make Hendon Hooker beat you. Not as far as you just making mistakes, but you go and, you know, you you, you test those receivers and you test him uh, to make some throws uh, with, hopefully, blanketed receivers. And he doesn't throw picks. I think he's like, what, at 185, I think that was the stat, straight completions without a pick. Now, you can look at that and say he's due, and there may be some truth to that. Uh, but, uh, you know, th- that turnover, with, with the way Florida's offense is playing, Florida needs to make that turnover a big turnover. You know, make it a pick six. Make it a big return off of the interception if he finally throws one. Make him pay for it. You know, set your offense up in good field position to go put some points on the board. So, you know, it doesn't need to be just uh, some fluke interception uh, if you can make a play on it. So, look, we'll take it any way you can get it. It does limit their offense uh, from putting points on the board. But if you can make that a bigger interception, help your struggling offense out a little bit, go put some points up on the board yourself if you have to. And hopefully that happens early. You know, you'd like to see something happen early. Like Tennessee gets off to good starts uh, under Josh Heupel most of the time. I think they've scored a touchdown in every first quarter Josh Heupel's been a coach there at Tennessee. So no, they, they are... You know, I think you pit, they had a little bit of a slower start, but they still scored early. So, you know, you don't want to just go down early in that atmosphere uh, and not be able to respond. So important for Florida to get off to a good start, especially on the road with the way the psyche of this team right now is too. Uh, that will certainly be tested even pregame and, and in that atmosphere. But in the game itself, Tennessee gets off to a fast start. I think we, we, we kind of see the psyche of this team right now. Don't want that to go. You know, you don't want that to go away early. I think Tennessee is going to try and run the ball. Um, They've seen what we have seen in this Florida run defense the first three weeks of the season, dating back to last year as well. Some struggles at linebacker, some struggles with Ventro Miller out. Did get better in the second half, played their assignments better, uh, but still nowhere near uh, where we need this defense to play as SEC play starts to ramp up, first game on the road this week. Of course, Eastern Washington next week, but then SEC play starts in earnest. So you've got to start growing from these mistakes, start learning from these mistakes. You know, and in a coach's first year, you can get that. You still can see plenty of the bad habits that we saw last year. And partly because, you know, the players that are on the field. You know, it's going to be hard to kick the habits of Amari Bernie and Trey Dean and Rashad, uh, Rashad Torrance and the, you know, the defensive players who have played a lot, a lot of football underneath the, underneath the last staff. And I think that's why you see some of the new guys come in and, and, and look pretty good. You know, they don't have those bad habits to kick. You know, Justice Boone's going out there and playing his assignments very well. Opposite end of the spectrum. I think well, I, I I have seen. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. I do. I, I see growth in Britton Cox. Does he still make mistakes? Absolutely. But there's times he does his job, 
when there's a linebacker behind him not doing their job, and it makes it look even worse. I like what I've seen from Brenton Cox. I have seen growth. I have seen him as a better player. I like to see him continue making those steps as being more consistent. But he is a better player than what he has been. All right, here we go. Get the first request in here. So Jaywalk. Hey, Jaywalk. Hey, what's going on, man? I uh, thank you for, for adding me in. I, I think this game uh, definitely has some intriguing matchups that I think a, a lot of people are, uh, are are looking forward to seeing. I mean, we, we're really going to be able to see, you know, a, a good matchup between, you know, our D-line versus their offensive line. Just uh, from what I've seen from Tennessee offensively, at least in the trenches, uh, th- there, there, there are going to be some concerns. I haven't really seen – their offense get a, a big push on the offensive line, nor have I seen it, them play a defense that is disruptive uh, in the past game like our defensive line. So it's it, between that and our secondary versus their receivers, this is really going to be our first test with a, a quarterback that pushes the ball downfield. So it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but I think we're going to see a, a different aspect of our defense that we haven't, you know, seen all year. And and I, I'm honestly a, a very, very interested about it. I think our, our secondary um, is going to be better than what we've seen uh, at least the, the, the past year um, in some change, at least from, you know, um, our, our cornerback's perspective. But uh, I'm just, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm, I'm just more so interested to see, you know, which Anthony Richardson is, is going to show up this weekend. Um, and I think that's going to be the, the big deciding factor in this game. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, I mean, it, Richardson, of course, that his first road game, his first road start uh, as starting quarterback for the Gators, you do need him to play better. I don't think he has to go play great uh, out there. If this Florida run game is where we think it can be, I don't think the game will be on his shoulders. At the same time, there are going to be moments where the game is on his shoulders, and that's where he's going to have to play well. Um, now you'll go, yeah. go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, 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 definitely on that. I mean, I, granted, you know, you, you can't really compare last year to this year, apples to oranges. But I know, I mean, you know, stats-wise, last year we were able to to put up almost 300 yards on the ground. If mm-hmm. we have anything like that, um, which is very capable with, with, you know, with this offensive line um, and our running backs, I, I, I think that uh, that's going to to, to be a, the, the deciding factor in this game is, is our run game. And we can control the clock. We can keep their offense off the uh, off the field and the ball out their quarterback's hands. Uh, I mean, it's it's it, at that point, it's Florida's game to lose. Yeah, I mean, I hope you, you know, and, and and with that, you know, not just time wise, you know, time of possession wise, but even if their offense is on the sideline, maybe it gets them out of sync. You know, they want to be on the field, they want to convert first downs and start going up tempo. Yeah, but maybe if they're on the sideline, they can't get in a groove because Florida's just running running the ball, taking time off the clock, slowing the game down. 
you know, that, that maybe they get a little bit impatient. Uh, and, you know, that helps uh, Florida a little bit right there. Uh, going on the other side, yeah, like you said, this is an interesting matchup. I do think, and this is just my perception of it, just because of we the, the run game struggles we have seen from Florida's defense, I do think there's a chance Tennessee does not come out and want to throw the ball over the field. Now, that's, still, that's probably a big misconception a bit. I don't necessarily say uh, you know they're not a pass happy team. They still run more than they pass. It's just they hit they hit explosives in the passing game. Uh, and somebody brought it up on Gators Breakdown Plus last night um, in the chat we were having. I think they have six receivers who have a longer reception than Trent Whittemore, who has the longest reception for Florida of, of thirty three yards. I think there's six Tennessee receivers who have more than that as their longest reception. Uh, so, you know, this is a defense that, or an offense for Tennessee. You know, they, I, they, I think they're going to test the ball. I think they're going to try and run on Florida's defense because from what they've seen, that still will set up the big plays that they really like hitting down the field. They'll stretch you left, right, horizontally with the passing game, and then boom, throw it right over your head. So, you know, I do think um, it is a great test. I don't, you know, I don't want to see Florida's defenders get kind of sucked in and, uh, not do their assignments. You know, we have seen, we haven't seen the big busted passing play from an opponent yet. Now, of course, you go look at the Kentucky game, they hit their pass down the field, but, you know, Jalen Kimball was right there in coverage. You haven't seen anybody completely wide open, busted coverage down the field. So, you know, there's some encouraging signs there. Can you keep that up versus Tennessee? Uh, and, but that's where the, the worry comes in. Once they get that run game going, if they get that run game going, do people then start not playing their assignments? Uh, and it opens up the passing game even more. So I do like, uh, you know, it, it is a matchup athletic-wise for Florida's defensive backs against their receivers. Um, and we'll see, you know, what their health status is at receiver for Tennessee. Um, they could be missing Tillman, or he could be very questionable, very limited. Uh, so, that, you know, that's their, their best receiver. Um but e- either way, I still like Florida's athletic ability in the defensive backfield to match up uh, with Tennessee's receivers, Tennessee's passing game. So it, it is a matchup. I think if Florida can make them throw, I do I do like the matchup there. You just don't want to have them being able to throw the ball because they can run the ball, hit you, kill you with play action, hit you down the field. That's what Tennessee lives off of. They live off the big play in the passing game. Got to limit that. Thanks for hopping in, Jaywalk. So you got about 15 more minutes. Let's see, Landon. There we go. Landon, I heard you. You might have muted your mic again. Hello, hello. Hello? Hey, there we go. Hey, Dave. How's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, um, just kind of wanted to see your opinion here. I was thinking, you know, I was thinking we might want to run the ball and run a lot of clock game um, this week. Um, I know we kind of want to let AR just play and have fun and, you know, see if he can bring that playmaking ability back. But how much do you think we just want to control the clock and keep the ball away from Tennessee? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of just went over that, but yeah, I, th- I do think that's that, that's got to be the game plan, and you know, for a few reasons. First of all, it's what Florida does best right now, um, and I like the I like the run game. I like what Florida's showing in the run game. Uh, I think we all want to, you know, see that a bit more with Montreal Johnson with ETN, um, and those guys get more carries. Naquan might still has a role, uh, but you know, I think. Even with him starting, uh, however much that is worth to you, I do think right now we do see a shift or need to see a shift in running the ball more and running the ball more with Johnson and ETN. Those guys are your explosive guys. Those guys need need more carries. But, uh, yeah, with this game and how it needs to play out, Florida you know, needs to run the ball, keep Tennessee off the field, keep him out of sync on offense, help Anthony Richardson at the same time. It, it should open up things for him to make it a bit easier, open up some passing lanes, open up some e- easier passes for him. You know, it's been there. The run game has been there anyway, and, and he's still struggling. So, you know, he's still going to have to still going to have to prove if the plays are there, the run game's there, they're going to make it easier on you. Now you got to make it easier on yourself by going out there and just doing your job. So hopefully, you know, he, he can go do that. Uh, on the road, just first road start. Might be some worry there, of course. No no way to predict that, forecast that, how he's going to go play. Uh, but I do think that that Florida run game's there. Like, I think it will be. Uh, I do think it will be there for Florida. Um, but at points, there's going to be times Anthony Richardson's going to have to hit some key throws, whether it be a third and six, you know, if a run game doesn't get the, 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 the good first down, second down yardage. No, there's going to be a third and six where the game, you know, is in his hands. He's going to have to go prove that he can do it. But, yeah, I think for the most part, the run game will be there. It'll keep Florida in the game. It'll just be up to Anthony Richardson still to kind of take it to the next step. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I I think it's going to be interesting, too. You know, if we're, you know, past the 50-yard line and we're getting in some third and four, third and five situations, I'd be interested to see how much we're playing at us four down territory and just running the ball. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah. If you're third and four, third and five, yeah, you you get, yeah, you get that 45-yard, you know, Tennessee's 45-yard line, then yeah, I, I think I think it becomes four down territory. Uh, you, you start, you know, you start taking your chances. You start, and I, as you said, you probably run it on third down, see what you get there. If it's fourth and short, you, you go do it again. Um, so I, I can see that Billy, of course, we know Billy Napier has been pretty aggressive, uh, in that regard. Uh, most of the, most of the time this year, his history says he is as well. Uh, but I do think, you know, this is one of those games where I, I think you do. Yeah. You, you try and keep your offense on the field as much as possible. And that might mean going for it more on fourth down at the same time. Sweet. Well, Go Gators. Everybody have a great Thursday. We are headed out to Knoxville to tomorrow night, so we'll be down there. So go Gators, and everybody have a great day. All right, man. You too. Go have fun. All right. Let's see. Did get a – did get a DM, I guess. Maybe listening to it right here. Do you think Napier limits? This is from Jamie Messick. Do you think Napier limits ARs checking in and out of plays? Kind of like in the interception in the end zone when the run play was there. Uh, just talk about the fascination with Naquan, two and seven. Sure, to look better. Already discussed that. Henderson isn't getting it done. Is Burke the is Burke in the doghouse? Um, 
you know, there were all those transfer rumors uh, during the summer before the season started that, you know, Burke was going to be transferring uh, there. Nothing came of it. Uh, he's still a Gator, but, you know, we have not seen him. Well, I won't necessarily say doghouse, uh, but maybe, you know, some some work still to be done. Um, I don't know. Uh, you'd like to see him get a chance there uh, and maybe be the guy that can get something down the field uh, completed. Uh, but we know the struggles there of the quarterback just being able to even get it near a receiver uh, when he's throwing it down the field. Um, yeah, I have brought up the the part, of course, of Napier limiting the checks that Anthony Richardson can make. Uh, you'd love for him to have that ability. Uh, it opens up the offense. It puts you in some right plays. Uh, but right now, you know, where with his where, with where his game is at, and I think Florida just needing to lean on the run game. You know, maybe you limit it. Uh, there are certain play calls you just can't check out of. But you know, it, it's it's a tricky situation. It, it it really is. You want to be able to trust your quarterback, uh, but I think we're at the point now where you can start questioning that trust, uh, and not just because of you know putting him in the wrong play. It's just being able to hit that play. If he's going to check out of a run play into a pass play, you've got to be able to execute. And he's not executing. So maybe you start the game out, see where he's at, give him that freedom. But as the game progresses, if, you know, hopefully you're not down because of that, you're still in the game, but you're still not taking advantage of the checks, then all right, well, let's scrap it. Yeah, and maybe there's a, an opportunity now to where he, it's, you know, maybe looking now more toward the sideline and seeing what the coaching staff wants you to do. You know, maybe you change it in that regard. I, I don't know. You know, there, there are different avenues. There are different routes to take there. But something certainly needs to change if the struggles continue to happen. Let's see. At Gatorfin, Mr. 352. Mr. 352, you there? Hey, Dave, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hey, bud. Yeah, I, you know, I was listening to their, uh, their radio guy was on one of the local uh, shows here in Gainesville, and he basically touched on the point that their running game has been uh, really subpar. They don't have a lot of, you know, horses in the stable there. But what, what, what have you seen as far as, um, like, I don't, I'm, I'm on the road, so I can't look at numbers. What is their offensive line as far as giving up sacks? Do they, do they give up a lot of sacks on hooker? Or? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, Yeah, I think he's been sacked uh, off the top of my head six times this year, I think. Um... I think four were versus Pitt, uh, you know, so, of course, you start looking at who they've played this year, and Ball State and right. Ak- Akron are not really, I think they had one sack apiece, I think that's where the six come in, I think, I think Pitt had four, and then one in each of the other games, 
Uh, but okay, yeah, you look at the pit game. Uh, and I can't tell you how much you want to take away from Ball State and Akron. Only thing I'll give Tennessee credit for there is doing what you're supposed to do against those opponents, you know, and that's what that's exactly what they did. Uh, but then you go to the pit game to get more of a barometer where you think this team is uh, versus competent competition. And, you know, Hooker, yeah, got hit. He got hit a lot last year. You know, Tennessee gave up a lot of sacks last year. Uh, you run as many plays, yeah, and you run as many plays as they do. That's going to happen. I mean, you know, this is a team that wants to run 80 plays a football game, uh, if not more. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to – the sack numbers are probably going to be a little inflated because they are running just a ton of plays. But at the same time, that is an issue. So, you, as I go back to a previous point, we saw Florida's defense flying around, creating pressure uh, early on versus Utah, early on versus Kentucky. Now, the sack numbers yes. aren't necessarily there, but you did a good job pressuring. You did a good job of getting them off their mark. You get you, they, they had to move out of the pocket. And those guys were able to do so. You know, those guys are athletic enough. Uh, Cam Rising, we all remember how slippery he was in making plays. Will Levis yes. is an athletic quarterback. Um, you know, he, he was able to escape a little bit as well. And Hendon Hooker, I do think, you know, they're going to they're put a lot on his shoulders uh, this game. I think they're going to involve him in the run game uh, a bit more. They were going to anyway, but after seeing what USF did last week with a quarterback run game, they're going to let Hooker run a bit. Uh, but also, I think you know he can he can escape pressure, uh, and and so I do think it's important for Florida's defense while you're getting that pressure. If you can get to the backfield, keep your contain at the same time, and just really you know limit his run when he when he wants to scramble. Uh, but he, there is enough proof out there that you can get to the quarterback, you can hit the quarterback against this Tennessee offensive line. And the guest I had on um, did say, you know, that that probably is where they need to pick up uh, Gerald Mincy, the um, Florida transfer, who is their newest starter on offensive line. They returned four or five starters from last year's team. Uh, Gerald Mincy, the Florida transfer, is the newest uh, addition to that. Uh, you know, they'd like to see uh, an improvement in the pass blocking from him at the left tackle position. So, you know, you, I think there is a chance there. Um, and that's, you know, I think where it needs to be fast and furious and it needs to be early uh, to get Hooker kind of uncomfortable yeah. for the rest of the game. Well, we got to get pressure on the guy to help, you know, help eliminate some of the downfield plays. That, that's the way yeah. I look at it. And, you know, I think you just touched on it real briefly. I'm, I'd like to see AR looking towards the sidelines a little bit more on the road in Tennessee. I think it's time for Billy to kind of take some of that, uh, you know, I don't know what, you know, the ability to change plays at the line of scrimmage to me. And I, and I'll, and I'll mute after this and listen, but I just think that needs to be really limited from here on out until he gets his head right. And, uh, you know, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Maybe, you know, just kind of, Hey, this is what you need to run, stick with it. And we definitely need to go down there or go up there and, and run the ball on them. Right, yeah. You know, even if there's, you know, if there are stack boxes and, and all that and such, you know, I do think there's just times you stick with it. Um, you know, and, you know, it, it's it's tricky. You know, you hate to limit your offense. You'd love to be able to trust your quarterback to, 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 keep, to put you in the best play. And I think Richardson's done that. He's put him in the best play. It's just his execution has just really messed it up. I mean, it was not the wrong decision the last week in the end zone. Now, I would have stuck with the run game just because the run game was working. Don't get me wrong. But it was not the wrong decision to, to throw that pass to shorter. Just the execution was terrible, uh, and it made for an easy interception. Uh, so, you know, does the execution limit it? Not, not his decision-making, not the mental part of checking in and out of plays, just the physical execution of it. Uh, and that you know, it's, 
like I said, I'll, I'll say it one more time. Maybe you see where he's at. If he's hitting some early throws and he's and he's in a groove, then all right, you stay with it. You let him just operate the offense. But if he's one more time and hopefully an early mistake doesn't put you down to where you know where well, you gave him that freedom and it cost you. You know, hopefully that doesn't happen. But you know, maybe first couple of drives, you see where he's at. You you give him that freedom, and then if that opens up some plays, and you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe 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 he's in at this game. Uh, so I, I probably start this. I mean, look, I, I want to run the ball more anyway this game just because of who we're playing and just how the, the matchup is. You know, maybe just because of who you're playing, you just limit it anyways. Like, hey, we want to run the ball. This is what we want to do. Let's make Tennessee prove they can stop it. We need to keep their offense on the sideline. So maybe just because of who you're playing, you're limited anyway. Maybe it has less to do with Anthony Richardson and more about the game plan just in general, no matter who's playing quarterback. But if they do open it up, because Tennessee's going to come out. Tennessee's going to line up and say, all right, you're, you're going to pass it. You're going to pass it on us. If Florida could come out and say, I don't care what you're showing us, we're going to run the ball down your throat. So I think that just watch the chess match early. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, I think. Watch the chess match early of how Florida lines up on offense. If they, if they line up big, jumbo, and trying to discount you know, a, a defense that's going to stack the box, I did, it's going to be very interesting how this game starts. Um, you know, I do think you could probably widen the offense out a little bit to help Anthony Richardson make some of those easier reads in the passing game. But at the same time, how much do you hurt your running game if you decide to do that? So I just watch how Florida comes out and lines up and, and what personnel they're using, because I think that could give us a pretty good indication uh, of Florida's game plan. But all right, that'll do it. I got to hop off here a little bit shorter. I don't have anybody uh, waiting to speak anyway, but uh, everybody think I did record this. I'll put it out there later uh, for everybody to go back and listen to. But I'll hop on with uh, Cole Kublik uh, for their radio show. So that's the only reason I'm cutting it short. I, I didn't know that. He called as soon as I started this. So uh, I can't pass that opportunity up. So <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. But, but about 30 minutes here, though. So some good conversation on the shorter side uh, anyway. So everybody, thanks for checking it out. Check out Gators Breakdown this week. Good Tennessee preview there um, You know, with, with, with my guest Ryan Shumpert from Rocky Top Insider. Did a really good job uh, of previewing Tennessee. You won't like my, you won't like my prediction too much, but, uh, you know, this is, this is a game Florida can win. And just, we got we, we to gotta see some better players. Got to see some better play. But all right, everybody, thanks for listening to Gators Breakdown this week. Thanks for hopping in this Twitter space. And I will holler at you next week.